The stock market continues to overcome obstacles like an Olympic hurdler. However, what's worked in the past might not work in the future. Jeff Orvitz here, and even if you've been pleased with your past performance, you may not be able to rely on a rising tide lifting all boats in the waters ahead. Will the investments in your portfolio thrive in the uncharted waters of tomorrow, or will they become the next outdated technology of yesterday? Glenn Leist and his investment team at WT Wealth Management are continually looking for new investment opportunities for their portfolio that will define our future lives, such as 5G, autonomous driving, lithium battery storage, healthcare, and more. Glenn can help you implement an investment portfolio that is positioned for 2022 and beyond. Ensure your investments have staying power and a competitive edge. Call Glenn Leist today for a free consultation. There's no obligation. Call Glenn at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm your host, Jeff Horvitz. This week, we'll discuss some market observations and predictions, dips in the market, time for grief and or a good buying opportunity, plus often overlooked investment strategies. Glenn Leist is a senior investment advisor with WT Wealth Management, and you can learn more about Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. You can also call Glenn at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. Glenn, it's, uh, it's been an interesting time for the past couple of weeks, especially January. I mean, yeah. where do you think all this market stuff's going here it, it, with the volatility? Well, that's really the million-dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, or billions. The, the trillion-dollar question. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I think in the last three years, we've seen some incredible returns in the market, double-digit returns. And I think those are more of an exception than they are a rule. Uh, so if I was to say where we're probably adjusting back to moving forward, I, I would say probably more in the line of what we have normally seen in the market returns as far as that 9 to 10% range when we do have a good year. Uh, we could very possibly have a negative year this year. I kind of don't think we will, but you know the odds are – one in every five years or so, we have a negative year uh, in the market. So it's a very real possibility. Uh, so I wish I knew exactly where 2022 is going. I would say there's probably more good news on the horizon than there is bad news. Um, but yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? Yeah, we'll see. everybody's asking yeah. that and a lot of nervousness out there. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think, uh, I, I mean, we, we talked about the big correction, but is this a time where people are doing like short term drawdowns or is this a time where people are doubling up on things? I mean, what, do you, what are you sensing out there? I think it really depends on the individual. Uh, when I talked with clients, I really like to have one of two really course of actions if the market's down considerably. One, the first option is, hey, let's just stay the course. Let's not make any radical changes. We know that over time, the markets are going to go up and to the right. So if we have time on our side, we can let this recover and come back. And historically, the markets recover a lot faster than I think most people uh, remember, uh, even in 2008, the markets were back to pretty much even within about two years or so. So that's the first option is just no, no action, right? Just stay the course. The second one is exactly what you're talking about is, is do we double down on this? Is there some more cash on the sidelines that we've been waiting to get invested and we can use this as a 
buying opportunity in the markets. And so the third option that some people do, and I really don't like doing this option because it's rife with potential issues is, is getting out of the market is saying, Hey, I'm going to sell out of the market and go to cash and then try and buy back in lower. And I've just never seen that work out for clients. They always two weeks later are kind of kicking themselves because they sold low and the market's back high again. And and then they're wanting to get back into the market. So if, and if I knew how to do that perfectly, I'd be doing it every single day, making yeah. a couple million dollars a year, just by time in the market. And I've been doing this 10 years. And I, I tell people all the time, I, I don't like the idea of getting out of the market because in six months from now, you're going to be upset with yourself. So I usually try and do one of the first two options is stay the course or use this as a buying opportunity to buy some more shares. And Glenn, how, how, how many people could have predicted when everything really tanked in 2020 that it would have went where it went? Yeah. I mean, I had one friend of mine, we were talking right in the, the depth of uh, March and uh, he actually had some pretty good insight. He says, you know, I think at the end of this, you're going to, everyone's going to come out uh, doing really well if they can stay the course. And so, but that was something I kind of heard it and I was like, yeah, I don't really know how the market's going to pan out for the rest of the year. So even 2020 was a surprise for me, um, at least short term. I mean, long term, my, my, my assessments are the same. Markets go up and, you know, the stock market is a great way to build equity. But when we're talking more short term, um, I, I don't know what things are going to do month to month, day to day. Um, and I don't think anyone does. And not even the smartest guys in the world know that because it's not about knowing. It's sometimes pure luck just trying to guess when the market's going to be up or down. We're talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928-225-2474. Or you can visit Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. Glenn has a spread of notes on the, on the table here, of graphs and information. Um, wh- how, how long do markets usually take to recover when they're down? I think that's in some of your, your charts here. Yeah. So when we have what we call more of a bear market where the market's down more than 20%, uh, the average return time back to even is right around uh, 17, 18 months, so about a year, year and a half to recover back to where we were. So w- when you think about that time horizon in the scope of, hey, I've got 20 or 30 years to grow my money or even five or 10 years, why would we want to risk trying to time it perfectly on a day to get out and then get back in? So yeah, the markets recover quite uh, fast for, and that's from a bear market. That's 20% down. So we, when we have these five and six and 7% down swings, they recover obviously a lot faster. And even looking back from 1929, which the great depression was the longest time it took to recover, but 2008 was about two years. And even 2018, we had that three month blip where the market was down around 20% and it took around four and a half months for it to recover. So that was, that's pretty quick. I mean, that's, from the time the snow falls on the ground to when it's uh, springtime. So that's, that's a pretty quick amount of time, you know, for the markets to recover, you know, just a couple months. So I always encourage my clients to let's not make any decisions, you know, to try and get out of the market. Uh, like I said, only make the decision of I'm either going to stay the course or I'm going to buy in. I'm okay with the idea of sometimes people taking a little risk off the table, maybe shifting down a gear a little bit, but shifting it all the way into park is, is usually not a great idea. And it, it usually leads to trouble. I'm sure that your phone was probably ringing a bit in January because yeah. people get nervous and the yeah. markets were, were pretty volatile. Um, what are you talking to your, your clients about during these sorts of, of downturns? I mean, when they're calling and they're watching the headlines and, oh, this is happening in Ukraine yeah. or this is happening over here or there. What are you hearing? What do you, what do you, what do you reply? I, I was going to say the, 
the earliest and latest I've ever got a text. I don't know what you consider is around two forty, three a.m. in the morning. Yeah, is that early or late? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say depending on when you're looking at it. So, um, a lot of times I know the clients individually, so I know kind of what makes them tick, what's their goals, and what really kind of keeps them up at night. So it's really an individual conversation that I have with each client. Some clients, we've been through the ups and the downs, and it's really just reinforcing kind of, hey, we've been through this before. This too shall pass. Let's not make any rash decisions. Or, hey, can we get some more money to work for you? Um, how fast can we get it in? Because I think you're really going to be you know, happy with the results two and three years down the road from now. So uh, when I talk to the clients, it's really an individual conversation. And a lot of the, the advice is similar, like, hey, let's not make any rash decisions. Uh, you know, the market rewards patience and, and tends to, uh, I don't want to say punish, but negatively impact people who make those knee-jerk reactions. So um, usually it's a lot of, hey, let's just uh, not make any, you know, radical decisions. Let's turn off the news. Uh, you're in good hands and let's see how the next six months goes, um, before we're making decisions. So there's a lot that goes into it, but a lot of reassurance that goes into talking with my clients and reminding them too, of what our game plan is. Glenn, we we've touched on this a bit already, but I think it's worth looping back to with all the volatility. Um, you know, is this a cause for grief or good buying opportunity, but how do you change your perspective as, as an investor? And then what's a good way to reframe, reframe how we look at these events going forward, especially when, you, when you're having those conversations perhaps with these mm-hmm. folks. Yeah, I was talking with my CPA the other week and he said something that I kind of uh, really liked. He said, hey, say you own a company like Amazon, right? If Amazon is hasn't changed their business model, they haven't changed anything about them, they're still a good company, the fact that they're selling 20% off, you know, what it's still a good company. Like what, you know, whether they're up or down, they're still a great company. I mean, the fact that they're down a little bit in price, does that change the fact that you still like them and still want to own them? And I thought to myself, well, no, I still like Amazon. I mean, do we think Amazon's a bad company now that it's trading 25% off from its highs a couple months ago? Of course not. It's still, I mean, I'm still on that website almost every day. So I, I, sometimes I try to help my clients reframe the perspective of saying, we own great companies for you. And these companies aren't going anywhere. You use these companies and how many of them are getting your business every single day. And we shouldn't be looking at the short term. We should be looking at the long term. We're investing for the long term. So I try to reframe the, it's the, uh, what's that old adage? Uh, it's hard to see the forest when you're stuck at, you know, stuck in the tree line, you yeah. know, but once you get above the tree line, then you can get kind of a bigger picture. So sometimes it's, it's helping us get a little bit of a bigger picture, not be so much down in the weeds, but get above the forest and see the big picture of things. So when you're looking at, I would use Amazon as an example. And I think your, your fund has Amazon or one of your yep. funds, yep. uh, just for full disclosure. I mean, was it, was it good? Uh, was it good? Uh, three months ago, what's changed, I guess, fundamentally, is that, is that kind of what you're saying to yeah, folks? Yeah, I was going to say, nothing's changed with them fundamentally. In fact, from three months ago, they probably invented some sort of new service or new technology or something to make their business better. But the market's just off a little bit. So the company is still a great company. And so I try to remind our, our you know myself and the clients, like we own great, fantastic, revolutionizing companies that, frankly, we can't live without. I, I was trying to think of all the names in my portfolio and how many of them I don't use on a daily or weekly basis. And 
there's really not many. Uh, almost all of them are integral to my day, daily way of life. If, if I wanted to stop using waste management or stop using Visa or MasterCard or FedEx or UPS, that would be a very different life than the life I live right now. So those that I like to have that perspective of owning good quality companies really helps during these tough times. Are you not going to shop on Amazon yeah, six months yeah. from now? Or are you not, not going to have a cell phone? You're not yeah. going to have Verizon? Like, oh, of course not. Are yeah. you going to start using, well, cryptocurrency instead you know, tomorrow instead of using the Visa card or, or this or that. I yeah, mean, well, may, maybe someday, we, but <laughs> we also have Coinbase in our portfolio mm-hmm. too. So we've, we've kind of played both sides of it too, of both the actual debit and credit card, but also as those new technologies become available. Yeah. We've got that as well, but yeah, you make a good point. Yeah, you're not going to just stop using all, you know, digital payment, you know, methods and go to cash only. I mean, paying cash for everything is, is not exactly convenient, especially if you're making big purchases and you have to sit there counting out the twenties, uh, as opposed to sliding the card through the register sort of thing. We're talking with Glenn least of WT wealth management Call Glenn least at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928-225-2474. Or you can visit Glenn by going to wtwealthmanagement.com. All right, Glenn, uh, what's an investment strategy that you see people often overlook, uh, but that's really crucial to long-term success? So say you had your favorite product at the store, right? Your favorite brand of Nike shoes, and you saw them, and they're at a 30% discount. You'd probably want to buy them, right? You wouldn't say, oh, I don't want to buy them because they're at a discount. You'd be like, no, it's a good quality product I want to buy on sale. And I think when it comes to investing, sometimes people, I've seen this happen where I've heard, you know, when I call people say, Hey, the market's trading off a little bit, let's buy some more shares. It's a great time to do so. I've heard occasionally people say, well, I only want to buy when the market's coming back up, Mm. you know, or I only want to buy when we know for sure the market's done, you know, taking a downturn. And I thought to myself, well, I mean, that kind of, it doesn't seem like that makes a ton of sense. I mean, isn't the best time to buy when things are on sale? It's the hardest time to buy for sure. I mean, buying a pair of, you know, sneakers 30% off is a lot different than buying, you know, a stock that could keep going down. I mean, that, that part I get. And so I think when we talk about what's a, a strategy that people oftentimes overlook is, is buying things while they're on sale. Uh, that is a very tough time, especially when the markets are, um, moving around a lot and there's a lot of uncertainty, that's a very tough time to buy. I get that, but it's usually the best time to buy. Um, what, what is it? Warren Buffett, you know, has that quote when uh, other people are fearful, be greedy. And when other people are greedy, be fearful. That first part is probably the hardest part of investing when the markets are kind of scary and, you know, everyone's talking about some sort of recession or, you know, downturn in the market. That's usually the best time to buy, but it's sometimes the hardest time. Like I've had clients that, talk to me about they bought a bunch more stocks in 2008 when the market was on sale and they, you know, doubled and tripled and quadrupled their portfolio since then. But it was almost contrary and it was, they were doing what, what no one else was doing because it was such a hard thing to do. So that's something that I've seen in the last 10 years is that when the markets are trading off is that is the best time to buy and it's the worst time to, to sell. Um, you know, I, I had that conversation all the time, like, oh, you know, people want to sell, you know, and then somehow time it when it gets lower. And that's just, it's almost an impossible task to do. Buy high and sell low. <laughs> it's kind of opposite. Sometimes people are doing that versus buying low yeah, and selling yeah, yeah. high. You're right. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And then investing when things are down, uh, there's some other folks that said when there's, there's blood in the streets. I, I know that's a yeah, bit aggressive, before, yeah. but uh, people say, well, it can't get any worse than this. The country's rebuilding or the economy or, or whatever. So people like to buy when it's, that's the time. 
Yeah. But you can't time it. We've talked exactly, about this. Yeah. That's how when, you know when exactly. Do we know the exact bottom is. I don't know that. Yeah. I just know that if I buy a share of this company at this price, if I think it's a good deal, it's a good deal. And it may go a little lower. That's always a possibility. But if I like the price that I bought it at, I should be happy with that. And, and you know, over the next couple of years, we'll be rewarded for doing so. But yeah, trying to time it for the perfect bottom. And, and maybe what we should do is, you know, some clients that have that nervousness is we can kind of buy in stages as the market's going down, kind of buy a little bit on the way down. And that can be a, a decent strategy for those that are nervous about trying to time it perfectly. It's not the absolute best way. The best, the best way is you just buy and hold. Um, and that's what kind of the, the math shows us over time. But for some people that want to kind of get in the stages and that gives them a little more comfort, you know, we, we do have that option available to our clients. We're talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928-225-2474. Or you can visit Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. Glenn, when people call you, um, hopefully not at two in the morning, Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, those <laughs> early or late texts, yeah. things I mean, like that. Could. But when people do call you, um, I mean, what, what should they expect as far as, especially if they're new to, yeah. to doing this, or maybe they're transferring an account from another retirement account or another account, whatever. I mean, what should people expect? So when people work with me, uh, one thing they can expect is, uh, you know, just a great professional relationship where they can call, they can have their questions answered. And I really like to educate my clients and, and help them understand concepts because what I found out over the last 10 years is the more that people understand about investing, the better they become at investing and the more successful they are. Sometimes it's the fear of the unknown that really kind of makes it so people aren't able to be successful in this, this uh, area. So one thing that people get when they start working with me is, is they get someone that'll help them feel comfortable enough about the process. They'll, they can understand enough about what they're doing to feel comfortable about making a decision and staying with it. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is I like to think that I, I'm a, you know, uh, pretty, uh, easy guy to talk to, you know, pretty easy going and, 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 uh, you know, like talking with people and have a pretty upbeat attitude on things. And I think that's helpful. So when people call me, it's not like, you know, pulling teeth from the dentist, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so painful. It's like, Oh, let me give Glenn a call real quick and chat, or let me take him out to lunch or we'll go out to lunch together and just catch up and get his input on things. So definitely having a great, uh, relationship where we have a great way of communicating back and forth that, um, really helps the client be successful. Um, and then also, I mean, just excellent investment advice in, in, in portfolio management. That's something that we really pride ourselves in. And WT Wealth Management is, is really trying to be the best at what we do and continually getting better each and every year. So there's a large part of my business that I focus in on what's the future hold and how do I, as a, how do we as a firm get better and better each year? And how do we adopt new technologies? How do we look at new areas? How do we, um, you know, just because something's worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work again in the future. So we're always reevaluating what we're doing. And if we need to make changes or make adjustments, we are. So um, we are not a, you know, we're a company of tomorrow, not a company of yesterday. So I like that part of, of the working relationship is we're always trying to get better uh, for ourselves and for our clients. When you work with Glenn Least, his investment committee leverages over a century of combined experience to grow your money, not your fees. And they invest their personal savings the same exact way they invest your money. Call Glenn Least for a complimentary consultation at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. Just call 928-225-2474. You can also go check out Glenn at WTWealthManagement.com. Tune in next week. 
at the same time for another edition of Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least on 97.1 The Big Talker. We'll see you soon. The stock market continues to overcome obstacles like an Olympic hurdler. However, what's worked in the past might not work in the future. Jeff Orvitz here, and even if you've been pleased with your past performance, you may not be able to rely on a rising tide lifting all boats in the waters ahead. Will the investments in your portfolio thrive in the uncharted waters of tomorrow, or will they become the next outdated technology of yesterday? Glenn Least and his investment team at WT Wealth Management are continually looking for new investment opportunities for their portfolio that will define our future lives, such as 5G, autonomous driving, lithium battery storage, healthcare, and more. Glenn can help you implement an investment portfolio that is positioned for 2022 and beyond. Ensure your investments have staying power and a competitive edge. Call Glenn Least today for a free consultation. There's no obligation. Call Glenn at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474.